0: Hello, hi, and welcome to another episode of The Emma Gunn Show and a midweek installment of Bullet Points. I have a question for you. Has anyone ever called you sensitive? I have been called sensitive many, many times, and I've even said that the fact that I'm too sensitive is an issue, meaning I think it really has in certain situations and in certain areas of my life really held me back. But I think I've decided to call it something else, and I'm intrigued to know what you think. So yeah, someone saying to you that you're sensitive, in my experience, is never really a positive thing. It's either said as a criticism or it's said with pity. It's either, I think you're being too sensitive or, oh, you're a sensitive thing, aren't you? A few years ago, I was working with someone and after a few months, they said something to me. And I know that in their delivery, it was very innocent, but they said, I clocked you were an HSP the moment I met you. Well, in that moment, I had no idea what an HSP was, but it stands for Highly Sensitive Person. And HSPs are actually thought to make up roughly 20% of the population, and it's actually a type of neurodivergence, and it's thought to have, uh, the people who are HSPs are thought to have an increased or deeper central nervous system sensitivity to things that are physical, emotional, or social stimuli. And I can really relate to this because social situations have an impact on me, which is why I wanted to talk about it in this episode of Bullet Points. It's like I can drink as much coffee as I like and not get wired, and I've done the genetic testing, and I metabolize caffeine like a champ. But social situations really have an impact on me, but it's not consistent and I can't predict it. It's like emotional food poisoning at one end of the spectrum and emotional euphoria at the other. And I hate to mention the L word, but lockdown confirmed, really confirmed for me, how much socializing was and is a challenge for me, especially if I'm in the wrong room. And what I mean by that is I become so acutely aware of other people, of what they're feeling and what tension might be in the room. And it's as though it completely drains me plus and this is sort of an aside but I find that if I see someone out of context it can take me a while to place them and that's a fast track to more social awkwardness but that's something a little bit different but I wanted to talk about it because last week I went to an event and it was as though in the same 90 minute period I was night and day in terms of personality I was happy as a clam one minute and really quite touchy the next And I was trying to talk to friends, but I kept zoning out. And a couple of them even said to me, are you okay? And it really confused me, like really confused me. Because like I said, when I arrived, I was really happy. I was chatty. I was catching up with loads of friends. I was capturing video to put on social media. And the next, I was really irritated. I couldn't pay attention. I was listening to people, but sort of staring quite blankly, I think. And I felt an urgency to leave. And I cannot tell you what that walk to the station was like because I was really confused by what had just happened. I really didn't understand what what had just gone on. I was in a room full of friends with people who I love spending time with and yet something deep down was telling me to get out. I agonized about it and gave myself a really hard time for having been such a weirdo. And as is my wont, well, I used it as a stick to beat myself with. And I deduced that I'm just a garbage human who shouldn't be around people. Well, I mean, that's, that's where I tend to swing on anything, to be honest, within the first hour of self kind of flagellation. Then I started to think about the week before when I'd been at a really busy event. Again, having the time of my life. Had a great evening, but it was as though I had... A social/slash emotional hangover the next day. If you'd seen me the day afterwards, if you'd been here in the office, you would have thought I had spent three days at Glastonbury imbibing naught but narcotics and was on some kind of horrendous come down. But the truth was, I'd just been around a lot of people and needed to recover. I really needed some recovery. So clearly, I have a social battery that gets easily drained. And a little bit like the apps on your phone, some Some things drain my battery more than others. And when I really thought about it, at that event where I essentially went from socially open to socially closed, I realised that the shift happened when the music was turned up. So I'm someone who I might listen to music when I'm driving, but if I have to park, I will turn the stereo off. It's just a weird thing. I need to concentrate. I find it a distraction. I realised that the music was actually annoying me. I hadn't realised at the time it was annoying me because it was putting a barrier between me and being able to focus and being able to have conversations and hear what people were saying. But that was the moment at which things changed and that was the moment that I left. And when I got home, or maybe the next day, I actually looked up the characteristics of an HSP and it's things like being deeply moved by beauty. And I don't really think that applies to me because I can race through a museum and be like, yep, seen it. Or also things like feeling a need for downtime. And I 100% agree with that. I absolutely need silence and time to myself. And I do find it a bit tricky sometimes finding that balance because I can sometimes spend too much time by myself. Then there's things like having a rich and complex inner life. And I'm definitely a card-carrying daydreamer, but I wouldn't say it goes any deeper than sort of again going back to wishing I was a backing singer with guns and roses, but I've been daydreaming about that for 30 years. Things like avoiding violent movies or TV shows. Well, violence I don't avoid, but I cannot stand horror because my body simply cannot compute that my fear isn't real. And so for hours afterwards, even days afterwards, I'll be jumpy in normal settings because my brain is still processing the uh, fight or flight response from having watched the horror film, so I just avoid them. And then there's being overwhelmed by sensory stimuli. And there there we have how something as simple as turning up the volume on the stereo that you might not necessarily really notice just completely threw me off. It's like gradually dimming the lights or gradually turning on the lights to sort of get people to leave it obviously happened gradually it obviously wasn't a a massive shift in volume but it was enough to make me feel unsettled and I said right at the top of this episode that I wanted to find a word that was better than sensitive for this because sensitive it just feels quite patronizing like I said it feels like a criticism and it's not necessarily a direct transfer of meaning but I would like to think of it more of as an awareness So this sensitivity to other people's emotions and intangible factors like volume mean that I am, and I simply cannot believe I'm alone in this, operating on a heightened level of awareness, which is why I wanted to mention it to you, because there's nothing I've talked about on this podcast that you haven't then emailed me about afterwards and said, yep, I think that too, or I feel that way too, or I totally know what you mean. So I think it's about having a heightened level of awareness, And sometimes, like with the music, it can take a minute to realise what you're aware of. You don't always know immediately. But I I like to think of it as awareness. You are aware of something that can throw you off. And it's not always that this feeling means I leave. So I was at another social gathering recently. Gosh, I sound very social recently. Maybe that's the problem. (laughs) I was at another social gathering recently and I was aware of a somewhat, shall we say... (laughs) frosty reception and the younger less experienced version of me who hadn't done any therapy would have then spent the duration of that time at that event trying to thaw that frostiness. I would have tap danced, I would have asked lots of questions, I would have spent as much time around those frosty people to trying to get them to like me. But as we know and as I've learned the hard way that usually makes the situation worse because once you're seen through a certain type of lens it's very very hard to change people's perception and you're not going to do it by by tap dancing in front of them and trying to be really really over the top you're just going to annoy them so instead I focused on all of the people who were warm friendly and open and there were many of them and I appreciated them hugely and actually I enjoyed them in a way that I wouldn't have, simply wouldn't have if I, in the back of my mind, was thinking, oh, what's going on over there? And this seems like the obvious thing to do, but I also think it's natural to want people to like you and to attempt to smooth any friction. But as the years tick on, and trust me, it's taken me a long time to learn this, it just isn't worth the time and will drain that social battery you have in a way that being around other people who are interested in you simply won't. So not to talk about apps again. But the apps that drain the battery on your phone are often the ones that, I said not to talk about apps again, but that's exactly what I'm about to do. But if you go into your settings, whatever kind of phone you have, and you see how much usage or how much de- um, uh, particular apps drain your battery or have have been, what percentage, I think, what is it, how does it say it? Like what battery percentage has been used to... to uh, dwell in that app for whatever time you'll often find that the the apps that do drain your battery the most are the ones that make you feel the worst they're the ones that waste your time or that never really give you the feel good feeling you're searching for by using it but but nonetheless you stay within it and keep refreshing it and look we're not in lockdown anymore and i have a really social job so my work here is to find a way to be more social without reading into every little thing that happens or having to take a day off from people afterwards because it's all been too much like that's my work to do But I think I also need to appreciate that I do have a level of awareness and to be able to have those strategies in place that when I do feel them draining me, I can somehow remove myself without physically removing myself. Just whether it's a mental, whether it's a mantra or something. Anyone have any tips? Obviously, I'm going to ask you to email them to me. But if you have any tips for how to flip that situation in the moment, So that you can stay within it and you can really enjoy it. That would be amazing. Because the truth is, I'm talking about being drained by social situations. But I am so fortunate to have really wonderful people in my life that I adore spending time with. I have people I could call at 3am and who would pick up the phone, as I would for them. Those people that I would drive to the airport, pick them up, whatever, if they were lost. Although none of my friends have really, there's definitely one friend who could get lost. And I would pick up the phone and I would go and collect them. But anyway, those interactions are really enriching, invigorating and revitalizing. And not every social situation can be like that. And my awareness in those relationships means that I have real empathy for them and I can really understand when they open up to me. Like we have very deep relationships and we trust each other with things that we simply wouldn't trust other people with. And we're also this little gang of friends that we have. Unlike other friendships that I've had in the past, if I send a text to any of those people and they don't get back to me for a few days, it doesn't cause me any worry. It doesn't cause me any worry at all. I'm like, oh, they're busy. Whereas there are other people where I'd be like, oh, I'll um, oh, I'll, I'll nudge them or, oh gosh, maybe they are cross with me. They almost trigger all of those feelings that end up draining me. Whereas I, on this side of the room, you've got all these incredible people here. If I don't get back to them, they don't give me a hard time. It's just fantastic. And I think it's taken me a really long time to realize that the people, those people are the ones that you have to really nurture and nourish those friendships with instead of putting all of your time and attention into getting people who are indifferent about you or don't particularly like you to like you. Although it's hard, it's hard, it's just natural to want people to like you. So I I think what I'm realising is that being aware is actually great if you listen to it. And as I mentioned, I've often walked towards the thing that makes me uncomfortable rather than acknowledging its presence and carrying on regardless, which is what I think I'm more inclined to do now. 90 to 95. 75% to 80% of the time awareness is a strength and it doesn't sound so patronizing is sensitive and it's a strength if you allow it to steer you towards safety and not danger don't be the girl in the horror movie who hears something suspicious outside and goes out on her own without her phone with a flashlight be the person who double bolts the doors and gets on with their life am I right so I'm curious to know what you think, and I'm curious to start a conversation about this in the Facebook group, or you can DM me on Instagram and Twitter, or I'm at Emma Guns. You can email me at thebeautypodcast at gmail.com if you'd feel more comfortable. Essentially, I'm just really curious to know if anyone else feels that their social battery gets completely drained, if there are certain types of people or personalities that are a real problem, that you find that if you're in that room, you have to look away, or that If you're in a room with them, you almost feel like you can't look away. They just, even almost like against your will, they're taking your time and attention and your battery life from you. And how you've managed to cope with those situations of maybe being aware of a frosty reception. Do you kill with kindness? Do you just acknowledge and talk to the people who are lovely? What do you do? Because I do think that this is something that impacts A lot of people. And funnily, I was talking to some friends at the weekend. I said, "Oh God, I think I've realised I've got this social battery situation." And I uh, we talked about it at length uh, in the context of lots of things. And then one of them said, "I just think everyone feels like this from time to time, Em's." And if that's true, let's talk about it in the Facebook group because on that walk from the station to the station, sorry, from that event the other night, I felt really bad. I was really hard on myself, and felt quite upset actually and I'm not I'm not often a crier. I'm a real dweller, but I'm not often a crier and I thought, Oh gosh, am I gonna cry about this? It made me feel quite helpless. And that's a horrible feeling. And chatting to my friends and realizing that's pretty common. People can sometimes feel like that. It's not a sign of weakness. It's not a sign of being a bad person. It doesn't mean you need to not be around other people was really comforting. And as is always my intention with these episodes, it's to try and be helpful steer you towards the things that will help you find balance and happiness and joy in your life but also i think it's important to offer comfort and often that comfort is from realizing that you're not alone and that other people are having similar experiences and you feeling something doesn't make you weird different or wrong because you're not so please feel free to email me at thebeautypodcast at gmail.com dm me on instagram and twitter where i'm at mcguns or join the facebook group or indeed post in the facebook group so that i feel less weird about and wrong about all of this and let me know what you think um that's everything for bullet points this week thank you for listening thank you for following thank you for commenting on my posts on instagram and twitter and also threads and subscribing and spreading the word about the podcast i really really do appreciate it thank you so much i will see you on the next one